Hey there, Restaurant Pros. This is Dave Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 74 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom for your restaurant, the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today, I want to talk about how you should go about dealing with difficult customers. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. We all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Go to www.marginedge.com forward slash DSP to learn more and schedule your demo today. The beautiful part about being in the restaurant business is that you get to create memories for your guests. And for real restaurant pros like you, this is what it's all about, man. The unfortunate reality is sometimes those memorable moments, well, they're just not always positive or even, even your fault. And since the pandemic, many restaurants are telling me, well, tales of some of the most difficult customers I've ever heard about or they've ever encountered. Now I can tell you back in the 1990s when I was the operations manager for a multi-unit brew pub and cafe here in Phoenix, Arizona called Coyote Springs Brewing Company and Cafe, I often had to help with our, our downtown location on event nights. So we were literally just blocks away from, well, what? the arena at the time this is where we had the phoenix coyotes and the phoenix suns would play we have concerts and different events so it was an event kind of area downtown early on in downtown phoenix before it got really renovated and working well so we would go basically a lot of business people and whatever our dinners were light but when there was an event night we would go from zero to literally 300 seats filled. We'd open up our upstairs banquet facility and put tables in there. We could do that in 45 minutes. And unfortunately, I could never get our owner to reduce our menu on event nights. It's like, no, we're going to execute what we offer. And we'd fall down. I mean, we'd fall down over and over and over again. And unfortunately, I was the guy that went out and talked to the customers, like my managers, my general manager for that location, the assistant manager, the kitchen manager, they all would tuck their tail and go, David, would you go talk to table 44? Like it's no fun taking arrows, is it? Right? Just taking them right into the heart because you screwed up. That's hard enough. But I was that guy who could listen. I was that guy who could turn the, turn the situation around. I was that guy who had the authority to decide whether we were going to comp or not and so on. But the truth of the matter is it was no fun. Now those were just the customers when it was our fault. Then being downtown, we'd had business people. We had uh, a lot of people walk in and thought they were, they owned the world. And they're often difficult to deal with. And again, sometimes I was called to the rescue. Why? We'll talk about that. 
Now, I can tell you the summer before my daughter went to college to Aurora University, uh, in high school, she had, her senior year, had gotten in to become a barista for a chain of, of, of coffee places called Dutch Bros. And Dutch Bros here out in the, the West Coast, the West area, like they're big. Like they have the most incredible customer service. They go through an interview process that is amazing. And they only take the top level people. Proudly, they took my daughter. And they would, they'd hump through these lines. They'd have two lines that go through and people would order. They had a, 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 a walk-up window. Like they pride themselves in great customer service, being quick as they can be, and lots of sugary and coffee drinks that, well, teenagers love. And that summer alone, I remember her coming home several times. And I mean several, at least three separate times. She talked about how they had to call the police on a guest in line, whether in line at the walk-up or in their car for crying out loud had the cops because these customers got irate and aggressive, like threatening violence, scary stuff. So what's the moral of the story? The moral is basically, well, difficult customers have been around forever. Back when my mom opened our restaurant in the 1980s. But since the pandemic, they've exploded. The number of crappy customers, these crazy, insane people have exploded. And heck, now they have a name. We call them Karen. And I apologize if your name is Karen. I didn't do it, but this is what's happened, right? That's a Karen. There's a Karen at table 42. There's a Karen at the front door. We all know what it means. And I believe that difficult customers basically fall into five different categories. And they're the complainer, the impatient customer, the overly demanding customer, the social butterfly, and the disruptive customer, which is we're going to talk about last for sure. Let's talk about each one of them, how you can recognize them, and basically how you can handle them. Now, the complainer, pretty self-explanatory, right? This customer is never satisfied and is always seems to have something negative to say. They may complain about the food, the service, or any aspect of the dining experience, period. And unfortunately, that complainer may come in and become a repeat customer. They come in over and over again. They're always looking for that something free, right? There's, there's something wrong with this dish. Well, how do you recognize this person? Because, well, they may be confrontational. They may have a negative attitude. And they may make a lot of excessive demands. Now, handling this person, you've got to listen to their complaints. Apologize sincerely and offer solutions that can rectify the issue. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to do this, but it's what we do, we're in customer service. And what about the impatient customer? This customer is always in a rush, expects everything to be served quickly. How do you recognize them? Well, they may be tapping their foot, looking at their watch a lot, or they just become visibly agitated because like, how long is this gonna take? I've, I've, I've got a meeting to get to, I've gotta, I've gotta, I've gotta, I've gotta. How do you handle them? They'll acknowledge their time constraints. Hey man, I understand you only have a th half an hour. Then offer them options that can be served quickly. Hey, these are the three menu items I think we can get you in and out for. And then you need to communicate any potential delays or wait times. Hey, we're, our kitchen is getting backed up. As you can see, we've got our restaurants full. It probably means your ticket time is going to be closer to 20 minutes. Do you still want to place an order? What about the overly demanding customer. 
this customer is very specific requests, right? They have very specific requests and they may want to make modification after modification after modification, basically taking your menu and completely changing it upside down. Things that are not typical. How do you recognize it? Well, it's pretty easy. They're going to ask for multiple substitutions, additions, or changes to a dish. And you know, you know, it's reasonable to say, hey, could you, you know, don't put the avocado on that. Instead of having, um, you know, the, the artichokes, can I replace that with something else? That, reasonable. Like they want to they take that dish and completely change it. How do you handle it? Well, listen attentively to the requests. And then offer alternatives if that's possible. Hey, you know, that may not work, but we have this other dish that can be done, or I can do this, this, this. Maybe I can't do that whole list of things. And why? Well, customer, as you can see, the restaurant is completely full. We would not be in a position to be able to deliver that to you in a timely fashion and the way you want it. Odds are it will delay your ticket time for this table, maybe up to an hour right? You've got to find a way to communicate why this additional changes are not going to be a good thing and why you have certain limitations. Hell, you also need to make sure that if there's any additional charges for these changes, they know that up front. Now the social butterfly, this customer loves to chat. This is a time vampire. You walk up and they want to engage in a lengthy conversation with the server. Like, oh, hey, da, da, da. You know what? I can be this person. I don't mean to be, but I want to have fun. I'm a restaurant person. I, I often uh, go out to, when I go speak at events, my good friend, Darren Dennington and I can sit at a bar and he goes, David, you pull the, the you know, the personality out of the personality out of the bartenders because I start playing with them. Well, that's a good thing unless you're busy as hell. Now I'll tell you, I, I'm a restaurant pro. I recognize when they're busy and I don't do it then. So how do you recognize the, this butterfly? They may ask personal questions. They might initiate small talk and go, which basically goes way beyond the typical interaction between a customer and a server. How should you handle it? Be friendly and engaging, but also set boundaries and try to redirect the conversation back to the dining experience. Oh, hey, I'd love to tell you about my my time when I when I went to the Chicago Bulls game, um, but we could do that you know a little bit later. Right now, I've got to make sure I get your order in so everybody's taken care of at the table, like. Teach how you get around that. And last but not least, we have the disruptive customer. This customer may be loud, obnoxious, or disruptive to the other diners. Like you literally can hear them everywhere. They're aggressive. They're just not nice people. So how do you recognize it? Pretty easy. They're speaking loudly. They're using foul language. They're behaving really inappropriately. And I'm going to tell you, even if that difficult customer isn't dealing with you specifically, when they get loud, you need to react. You need to handle this because I can tell you somebody went to a steakhouse with my, my daughter and her boyfriend. We were going out and visited them in Aurora, Illinois. Like there was this table that was so loud and so obnoxious that it really destroyed our dining experience. And we're not planning on going back because the managers did nothing. How do you handle them? Well, you got to be firm, and, but you got to be respectful. Ask politely for them to adjust their behavior. And if necessary, seek assistance from another manager or a security personnel. Like if you've got a doorman, if you're a club or something like that, an off-duty officer. On a side note, I want you to remember this. Your team doesn't get paid enough to be abused. 
These are your team members. Sometimes the right course of action is to actually fire your guests and invite them to never return. That's going to go a lot farther than the, the $200, $300 might be sitting at that table because all the business that drives away, the employees that you have turned over because they don't like working there because the customers are abusive and you don't have their back. So these are just a few examples of challenging customer types that you might encounter on a daily basis in your restaurant. By learning how to recognize these types of customers, you can better prepare yourself to handle them eff effectively and provide excellent customer service. But you need to know that empathy and communication are critical in dealing with these difficult customers. Empathy and communication are critical. Why is empathy so important? Well, empathy is your ability to understand and share their feelings, right? You, empathy is, I feel you. I, I share in your feelings. I understand. And it's essential. It's essential that you can empathize with this difficult customer because it shows that you care about them, that their concerns are your concerns. And by demonstrating empathy, you can build rapport with that customer, which de-escalates the tense situation. It creates a positive atmosphere that can help you diffuse that customer's frustration. So how do you demonstrate empathy? You listen actively. You become an active listener. Listen to their concerns. Don't interrupt them. Don't become defensive. Make sure your body language, by the way, isn't a turnoff either. Acknowledge your feeling, well, that their feelings are truly understood by saying things like, I understand how frustrating that might be for you. I can see why you're upset. Because expressing empathy through body language, such as nodding, right? Oh, I hear you. Making eye contact, those are critically important. Again, body language is important. Don't cross your, your arms. Don't look impatient. Don't look away from the table. Make sure you are truly engaged. By, by offering empathy, you can offer a sincere apology because truly you are sorry that they're having a bad experience because we're here to create memories, positive memories. We don't want negative memories. And you can ask them, what can we do to make things right? And this is where communication comes in, why communication is so important. Communication is essential in dealing with these difficult customers because it enables you to explain your position clearly and addresses any misunderstandings. Clear communication helps you prevent conflicts, build trust with your customers, and create a positive experience that can encourage repeat business. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when somebody has a bad experience, whether it's your fault or not, they're visceral, it's deep, it's, it's emotional, it's anchored in their heart, in their brain. Right now, they're upset and they will always remember your restaurant, they're upset. But if you can listen, show empathy, and turn that situation around, you take that same memory that is stuck already in their head and their heart, and you make it a positive, they're a customer for life. So here are some examples of how you can communicate clearly. Use clear, concise language that's easy to understand. Like we don't say, oh, well, we're so sorry. We 86 that number 30 minutes ago because our, our distributor didn't drop it off and we didn't mark it into our POS system. What the hell did that all mean unless you were in the restaurant business, right? Use language they can understand. 
Repeat back the customer's concern. That ensures that they know you understood them, that you are actively listening. Avoid using jargon or technical terms that the customer may not understand like we talked about a moment ago. Provide explanations and solutions to the concerns that customer has. And ensure that, well, you're going to take the steps to address the issue. Now, why is building rapport important? Building rapport with your customers is essential in dealing with difficult customers because it helps you create a positive relationship and reduce tensions. A positive relationship, good rapport with that customer also helps you prevent future conflicts. Again, these are people who can come back over and over again. We don't want that repeat customer being a pain in our ass. We'd rather them be a loyal customer that loves us. But here are some examples of what you might do to build rapport. Be friendly and approachable. And try to connect with your customers on a personal level. I teach this when I talk about uh, hospitality. If maybe you, you join me on YouTube on Fridays or Facebook on Fridays for my Shoot the Shit with DSP. It's a live I do, travel scheduling permitting. Well, just recently I did one on customer service. And I talked about how important it is to build rapport with your guests. Don't walk up and say, hi, my name is David. Who cares? I don't care that your name is David. I teach that you want to create that rapport, a relationship first. Hey, that's a great hat. Where'd you get that? Oh man, I have that briefcase. Whoa, where'd you guys come from? Did you just come from the, the, the county fair down the street? I see your kids have, you know, face paint on. You find something you can bond with your guests about. And then after you take their order and you start to walk away, you turn back and say, oh, by the way, my name is David. I'll be here to take care of you. Now I care about David. When you come up and say, hi, my name is David, I don't care. Well, that rapport is so important. And often building that rapport at the beginning can diffuse any neg negativity right from the beginning. You want to use the customer's name. If you know their name, if you saw their credit card, if they're regulars, you know their name. There's one thing people love to hear the most, and that is their name. Make eye contact. Show that you're engaged. Ask open-ended questions to encourage the customer to share with you their concerns and their feelings. Remember, be an active listener. Does not matter if they're right or wrong. Their feelings are always right. Show genuine interest in the customer's experience. And then provide them a personalized recommendation on, on, on whether it's menu or steps so that we can do to, to fix that. See, by demonstrating empathy, communicating, communicating clearly, and building rapport with difficult customers, you can create a positive and memorable dining experience that can encourage repeat business and generate positive reviews. So here's the deal. You're going to have difficult customers. What you need to do is train each and every one of your team members how to deal with these difficult customers so that you can build your, your business, that you can keep negativity off the internet. And more importantly, have a great restaurant. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. 
And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.